Welcome to Culture Couch, a pop culture podcast. Well, the house is falling apart. <laughs> uh, Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi, Part Three, Part Three. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm should so I excited. should I be labeling these like when we do minis for shows, like according to how they label their episodes? Probably. I just have been doing Episode One, Episode Two. You know. I mean, personally, I think Part Three would make sense, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's up to you, man. You're the one uploading. Yeah. You're the one doing the, the all things, the so things. You, you can just do how you want. Yeah. Well. We'll see. First impressions off of episode three. Uh, okay, so significantly superior to everything else they've done in this series. This is everything I've been wanting out of Star Wars for a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. Since Rogue One, like, there hasn't been anything that I've loved and gone, gone like, really passionate about in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Everything's been kind of a disappointment. Uh, but this was everything my child. I mean, I was eight. Or no, I was older than eight. I was like eight when episode one came out. So I'd been like 12 or 13 when episode three happened, right? Mm-hmm. So last time you see Obi-Wan and Anakin is they fight and they have an epic battle. Yeah. And that, that lightsaber fight is, I mean, it still holds up. That was in 2005. And it looks visually amazing today. Yeah. That's one thing with the prequels that they definitely have over even the new ones is their lightsaber fights were fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like... I don't know what happened in seven and eight, nine, where they didn't have cool lightsaber fights. I think they were more looking for like the grander scheme, like the bigger set, the bigger like spectacle of it all. Which, sure, like that works, but just give the fans what they want. Yeah, we just want to watch Jedi's go at it. Yeah. And anyway, anyway, so this, I mean, it was so cool. I mean, once you realize Obi Wan and Anakin are going to face off again, or Obi Wan and Darth Vader now, yeah, it was everything I wanted. And Darth Vader kicks his ass, mm-hmm. like straight up. Like Obi Wan was playing defense the whole time. Darth Vader was toying with him. Yeah, like he's just messing around with him, and we got to see his rage to the peak. I mean, yeah. um, so so when he's walking down the alleyway, and Obi's on the other side of that door, right, and he's kind of watching him walk. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader. So this had- is when he's stowed away, and I I cannot remember her name, but he met the other. Yes. Girl who was, was a part. Them. Yeah. She was like posing as like a, one of the generals or whatever. She was with that group of stormtroopers. Yeah. And they were posing and, and, and they're like a part of a group to try to help yeah. the Jedi and the galaxy. Mm-hmm. She's like helping basically escort the Jedi through. Yes. It seems at least. I think not just Jedi, but people that want the empire to fall mm-hmm. is kind of who, what they stand for. Yeah. Um. So there's, yeah, they're stowed away with them. They kind of go through that tunnel. They, they're at the door. They're watching Vader come towards them. Yeah. Which has to be kind of like, kind of scary. And then you watch. Well, no him. one really knows who he is at this point, except for, uh, does the empire knows who he is? Well, like, I mean like the, the townspeople, like none of them, they oh, have no clue who this no. person is. They just, just know coming through their street. The empire's there. Ominous as hell. He's yeah. tall as can be. Do you think Obi-Wan knew who he was right at the beginning? Because he hasn't seen him since he left him yes, to I, die. I think so, because she said, she told him Anakin's mm-hmm. alive. And then... She I, being Reva. Reva. Um, and I think he 
I, he knows like they can feel each other's presence yeah, i feel like there's just a sense that he just like sees him he's like oh shit like so he knew and, and they kind of zoomed on his face and you could kind of see the panic uh-huh uh and darth vader just walks down this alleyway and just kills people because he can uh-huh like they weren't in his way they weren't making sound i mean the the two people literally were hiding behind a box vader couldn't see them he throws the boxes out of the way and then breaks their necks yeah just because they were there and outside Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Like for a, a Star Wars most mostly family friendly show, it was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like the violence hasn't been. It's it's kind of like Marvel violence where it has that level of cheese to kind of tone yeah, it down. Yeah, that did not have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he strangled someone. He cracked someone's neck. Uh, it just something it, else he did. It like, just he, really showed that Anakin. I feel like he's still kind of more or less Anakin right now. Because he's so fresh, you know, that he still is just blind rage yes. right now. Because the Vader that we know very well is in the, you know, episodes four, five, and six. And he's, like, probably gotten a little bit more of a level head. Yeah. And kind of not chilled out because he's obviously still evil. But you know what I mean? He's not just like he's collected kill. himself. He's not just being reckless like he is now. He's just, he has a mission now. And that mission is to get revenge, yeah. I feel. Yes, it's very... Un, uncontrolled rage yeah and it's very different from the vader we've seen mm-hmm. and it also is pretty badass yeah like it was really cool um now we kind of fast forward they he they meet and you see obi-wan standing there and when you finally see vader turn his lightsaber on mm-hmm. the way that camera shot was you couldn't see him because he's just pitch black and then also you just see the lightsaber and his cape just like slightly flowing mm-hmm. and i was like holy f this is on another level of amazing um obi-wan is trying to avoid fighting him you can tell he's still struggling with his failing uh anakin and padme and leia and luke right like yeah he's and they really are like laying it on heavy how much he's going through right now like mentally like which i really appreciate that they're showing that like they're showing the struggle of what he had to do yeah because in three they kind of made it seem easy right like he walks away Mm mm-hmm uh, but this like shows it wasn't easy for him and yeah. it obviously weighed on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I, or why I feel like the fight, I wouldn't say, I know that when we had talked about it before, I said that the fight was anticlimactic and I don't really mean it that way. I think it's just, it wasn't as exciting because I felt like it was just Vader like playing with his food, yes. but that's kind of how I think it was supposed to be. Cause, uh, Obi-Wan is very much in shock. I think that Anakin is even alive. Yeah. And so he just doesn't really know how to deal with that. And all he can do is just do enough to stay alive in this whole fight scene that we have. And he, I definitely think we're going to get a better, more exciting fight later on when Obi-Wan finally like gets his shit together. And he's like, okay, like, yeah, I screwed up maybe, but there are other things that matter now. And so we have to deal with this. Yeah, I'm actually surprised with how fast we got this fight. Yeah, same. Like, I was not expecting this to happen because we took Because I think, yeah, we had mentioned it that we think it was it was going to be like a finale thing. Yeah, like a five or six. Yeah. It was going to be the big building. And now I'm going, where are they going to do? Yeah, I'm glad that they met earlier, though. Because it build, I, I think it builds Builds suspense. tension, yeah. It builds tension. Um, when Vader picks Obi-Wan up with the Force and just lifts him up and then is just basically crushing his body slowly. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on? While he's holding up, now, 
Obi-Wan isn't just a human. He also has the force. Yeah. So to be able to just like control him and his force, like his force power and just like completely dominate while throwing a box out and lighting it on fire and then dragging Obi-Wan Kenobi through it. Which like at the time when I was first watching that scene, I was like, oh, okay, like, I guess. And then, like, when he's dragging through the fire, I was like, oh, he wants him to feel what he felt. Yes, and he even says, like, your pain just begun. Yeah. Because he pulls him out. He tur- he he blows the fire out. Mm-hmm. He, like, basically he puts, puts him out. in pain and then mm-hmm. puts the fire out to bring him. I'm assuming his plan was to bring him back to his spaceship, yeah. uh, his Star Destroyer, and then torture him. Uh-huh. But that plan got interrupted. Yeah. I cannot remember her name. Did I'm sure she said her name, but it, it, she's the actress. She was in Game of Thrones. Yes. She was Ilaria. No. Yeah. Ilaria Sand. She yes, was yes. And, Prince Oberyn's little. And Prince Oberyn's also been in Star Wars. Yes. He's the Mandalorian. So it's like pretty cool. That it's like this had. big family. I mean, pretty cool. Game of Thrones had a million actors. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's true. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really cool and how symbolic it was for Vader to drag him through the fire. Cause he's like, yeah, like you're going to feel what I felt. Like, yes. you left me to burn, so now I'm going to burn you. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I really liked that. Um, it was dark. Mm-hmm. Like really, really, really dark. Yeah. Um, James Earl Jones. So here's actually something that I wanted to talk about. Um, and I know why they kept James Earl Jones's voice, because you can't not. Yes. Right? And I'm so thankful that James Earl Jones is still alive yeah, to be able to he? do it. He's, he's up there. But he the, just the fact that he's still alive to be able to do it. But it is kind of interesting because Anakin has no trace of an accent whatsoever. And James Earl Jones, obviously, when they made the first trilogy, he portrayed Vader with an accent, almost like kind of a British accent a little bit. And they kept that. So it's just, it's interesting that Anakin's voice is very much not Vader's voice. Yeah. Like, just how different it is because even their dialect is different. But, like, I under. Like at the time, I was like, like I get that they kept James Earl Jones's voice because they can't, like I said, they just can't get rid of it. But it does seem a little silly that they didn't think that through. So there's a reason. Um, Anakin's vocal cords also got burned, so his 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 voice is supposed to be like a machine. Yeah, that's true. So like, it, so like it really doesn't matter. It literally has changed his voice, yeah. right? Like not just um, he doesn't just have like a voiceover tone. Like his vocal cords got damaged, and so like the machine is in his like vocal it's cords. speaking for him. Yeah, and essentially. Yeah. Well, no, he moves his mouth and speaks still. Yeah. But um, he's got like the little microphones in front of his. It's mouth. like not his body making the noise. I guess it's the yeah. it's his whole machine because he has to wear the whole apparatus to survive uh-huh. or yeah. be in the back to tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which. I, I still just think it's so awesome that they kept James Earl Jones. Like, yes. it, it's I just so looked cool. it up. 91. What? Yeah. Wow. But you can't not. His voice is so iconic mm-hmm. for Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure he, like, just loves it. Like, I'm sure he loves having the opportunity to just keep going. I mean, if you get to be one of the greatest villains and most notable villains in uh-huh. a, a franchise let alone one that's been around since 1978, 79, somewhere in there, late 70s. Yeah. You know, he's coming up on like 50 years. Yeah. And so not a lot of people get that because they they become villains like kind of later in life and then the, where the franchise kills them off. So he's in a really cool, unique spot that mm-hmm. not a lot of actors going to be in. Yeah. And I'm sure that if, you know, well, when the time comes that James Earl Jones passes away, like 
I mean, there's countless people out there that could probably do a pretty good impression of his voice if they needed it. And with today's technology, they could probably do something to make it like it's almost like he never left. But yeah, yeah I just think that's really cool that they kept it. Um, one thing that I loved about this episode, well, one thing that I'm loving just in general about this show is the exploration of the relationship between Obi-Wan and Leia. Yes. Their relationship is so endearing and heartfelt. I just, I love it so much because every time he talks to her, because at first he's like trying to talk down to her because she's a kid, a, you know, bratty, he a bratty kid. Right. But at the same time, like he, you can just see that he understands that it's the child of Padme who he cared for. And, and he did care for Anakin. Yeah. He loved Anakin. Like, like Anakin was like essentially basically like his own kid as well. And yeah, I mean, and, and so I, he vicariously is feeling that love. Yeah. And it's, I, he, I feel like there's definitely a paternal instinct that he has over Luke and Leia. And I just love that they're having such good interactions and his, anytime him and Leia are having a dialogue moment, like those are the moments that I'm really enjoying because their conversations are just so good and raw. Yeah. And that the little actress, I need to learn her name because she is so good. I know. When, so when, when they're sitting on the train mm-hmm. or the, the little car, thing, cart thing, yeah, and Obi Wan messes up to the, the stormtroopers, and there he's like, "Sorry, I I called her by her mom's name because uh, he calls her Leia." And then the one stormtrooper's like, "You said her name. You said her name was Lola or Lu- Lola. Yeah, I think it was Lola." And he's like, yeah, you know, I called her her mom's name because when I look at her, she reminds me of her mom. And he goes into this whole thing and you're like, he's clearly talking about Padme. Yeah. And, he's done it twice now. And Pat and Leia looks at him and she goes, you knew my mom. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you weren't lying. Like, that wasn't a made up thing. Like, that was real. And I know you know my mom. Yeah. So tell me. And she asks him, she's like, are you my real dad? And he says, no, but I wish I was. But I think, like, that just to me felt like he was just saying, I wish I was your father so that I could. I think he said that out of his own desperation. Yes. So that he feels like he could like do right by Padme, you know, because he feels like he failed. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that was like a, Oh, I loved Padme and I wish I, no, I don't think he was in love with Padme at all. He just, he really cared for her. He just, Obi-Wan is a, a very caring individual and he cared for Anakin and he cared for Padme and he felt like he failed. Yeah. And so I just think that he said, I wish I was not saying like wanted to be the father of him or of he Leia just wished because he... it's Padme. He just wishes that he could be her father. Yeah. And, and right the wrongs that he feels he's done. It, it their, their moments are so beautiful together. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they went this direction. Cause I was really confused. I was like, how are they going to take this with Luke? Yeah. Because when Luke, in episode four, when Luke meets Ben, he kind of talks about him like a stranger. Mm-hmm. I need to go watch four again a little bit. There's a couple of things I want to I want to kind of pull out. Um, but Luke kind of, he's just like, yeah, Ben's just this weird guy that lives in the mountains. Yeah. And so I think he, that's kind of what they're alluding to now. Yeah. Like, that's who he became. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was like, it'd be weird if like. They went on this adventure together because he's like, oh, that weird guy. Like, if you went on a cool event, like a cool space adventure, you're going to be like. Like, this is Ben. Yeah, like, this yeah. is Ben, right? And so, I'm glad they actually went with this Leia side. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, I need to go watch because when Leia goes looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, she says, like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, right? Yeah. The, the famous line. And I feel like she talked about him as if she didn't know him. 
But I can't remember. I do know that she says, like, years ago, you helped my father during the rebellion. Yeah. Or during the Clone Wars or something like that. So I'm curious to see, like... Like, if there are any plot holes of what's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of inevitable right now, but... Or was her message vague enough that, like, she could have met him as a child? Yeah. Um, I don't remember it too well as... I mean, I don't remember it as much as well. I remember parts, but this actress is doing such a good job um, portraying... Like, I mean, she's doing Carrie Fisher. And I've always said, like, no one can oh, yeah. play Carrie Fisher. I'm really like, sad that Carrie Fisher can't be alive to see it. Yes. Because I think... She would love it. It would be so cool for her to have a moment where she could speak to this little actress and just be like, you're doing such a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's, like, enveloping everything. Because Princess Leia, so, you know, she, like, stands up to Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh-huh. And she basically goes, like, I knew you were here because the ship smelled funny when I got on it. Like, you stink. Like, literally... Mm-hmm. With Darth Vader standing behind her while she's handcuffed, surrounded by stormtroopers, and she's insulting this guy and not yeah. even batting an eye. Like, uh-huh. she's badass. And so the fact that this little girl is just, like, fully embracing that, I'm just – it makes me so happy. Yeah, just the way that she speaks to her cousin and she just – she's brave. Like, she just yeah. has been brave the whole time. Even when she gets kidnapped, like, she's not – she doesn't back down. No. She's like – I am still in charge of the situation. Mm-hmm. And she's not like this pampered princess. She's like, I'm getting in. I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited to see where her character goes. Uh, do you think episode or part four, we're going to see Qui-Gon Jinn finally? Mm, no. But again, I didn't think we were going to see a lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader that quickly. But I don't think we'll see a, a cameo from Qui-Gon. But I, I, I know it's coming. I kind of think we're going to see Reavers and Vader fight. Reva? Reva, not Reavers. I kind of had thought that too. Like, I think she's... Because she's too defiant. She's going to be like, you're doing it wrong. I want to go get him and I want to do it this way. And Vader's going to be like, I'm going to They're going to clash because they're... Obi-Wan is... They both want him. Yes. But and Vader. and I want to know why Reva wants him so badly. That, like, because we know why Anakin wants him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very clear. But why does she want him? Is it because she thinks if she gets him, she will gain favor in the eyes of... She said she's owed, or he owes her something. Because when the fifth brother is talking to her and he said, what, what, what is this going to give you? Like, what are you going to get from this by getting Kenobi? And she said, what I'm owed. So, I don't know. I think maybe some at some point maybe in a brawl or something in their life, he killed her parents or something. I don't know. Okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But also I don't, I wanted to mention this because I feel like as we were mentioning before or upstairs that the star Wars fandom is ridiculous sometimes. And by sometimes I mean, usually Um, they're just, they're unable to be pleased. Yes. But what are your thoughts on Riva as a character? Um, I mean, I don't think she's the toughest person in the Star Wars universe. Right. Like, if her and Vader fight, Vader's going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, for multiple reasons. I mean, obviously, we know that his story goes further than this. Yes. But even, like, if we don't, you just know Vader's more powerful, right? Yeah. Um, but I think she's playing a really good villain. Like, uh-huh. I don't like her. Yeah. Like, she bugs me, but that's, like, the point of her, mm-hmm. right? So, like, that means she's doing a good job. But, like, she's. I, I think she's... I think she's great. She's a very interesting villain. She's a villain with a purpose. And yes. Very angry, which is good for the Sith. Yeah. And I do think she also has some inner conflict going on that yes. we haven't seen yet, but I can just tell that they're they're hinting at something. And I mentioned that I think she's going to have a redemption arc. She may. She may not. She might die in this series. Who knows? But I don't know. 
I just, I want to know more about her because she is really interesting. And, and she's the only she's one we don't know about. Yeah. Right. Like everyone else, we know their pre-story and we know their post. Uh-huh. Like we know everything about Anakin and Obi-Wan before and everything about him after. Yeah. So she has the most interest as far as just unknown. But there's people out there that are just hating on her as hating on the character. And I just don't get why. Yeah. I honestly, a lot of the things that I have seen and I have read just seem to be coming from a place of racism and misogyny. That's all I can really piece it together. Cause for whatever reason, fanboys do not like to see powerful women unless it's Leia. But I don't get that. Cause it's like, why not? Yeah. Like if you have this awesome figure, that's Leia, why not have another awesome figure that's opposite of Leia? You know, evil, bad, whatever. I don't know. That's just what I have noticed. I think, luckily, Disney won't give in. No, they're not going to. Like, Disney's shown us... Disney has proven time and time again that they love powerful women. Yeah, so, like, Disney doesn't care. Now, granted, they're going to have to kill her off or get rid of her somehow, Mm -hmm. whether that's in this or another series. I mean, it'd be pretty cool if there was a Darth Vader series. Yeah, or something else, and she makes an appearance somewhere else. Yeah. Somewhere down the line, if she doesn't die. So, but, I, yeah, I don't know. It would be really cool if she doesn't die in this, and then she goes after Ahsoka, and then mm-hmm. Ahsoka kills her. Or something, yeah, because that would put her kind of at the same age. Yeah. I would know. think, yeah. Well, Maybe depends. a little younger than Ahsoka. It depends on where they're going to do this Ahsoka series. If the Ahsoka series takes place after episode six, mm-hmm. um... Because we've seen Ahsoka uh, with, like, Luke and stuff after. So if it's going to take place, and Mandalorians, obviously, after six. So if it takes place after six, then that wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. But if, I mean, Ahsoka, we know Ahsoka's around, you know. I would, see, I would think that now, at, in the timeline now, Ahsoka's probably, like, maybe in her early 20s, mid-20s. Yeah. And M- then. Mid to early. Yeah. Anyway, um, any predictions? I think, I kind of think we're going to see Qui-Gon. Yeah. Episode four, part four. I hope. Maybe that's just me hoping because having James Earl Jones and Liam Neeson, like the two of the greatest voices Hollywood's ever seen, like in the same TV series, like let's go. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm hoping for. Um, But other than that, I actually don't know where they're going now. Because they were building up for a fight and then we got the fight. Yep. And now like. Well, we got a taste of one. I think the real fight's coming. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if. I mean, they're they're using lightsabers a lot in this series, and we which is yeah, cool. and we know that they're gonna they're more than capable of putting in a good lightsaber fight because the instructor at the very first episode in the first two minutes of the series had a great one, had a great fight scene when yeah. she was trying to protect all the children. So there's definitely more coming. I think. Yeah, they're but, they're definitely heavy on the lightsaber, but it's what we've been wanting. So yeah. I'm good for it. Yeah, I don't have any really predictions of the where it's going. Like I said, I'm really just trying to enjoy this show. I'm also trying to just enjoy it just to spite the super fanboys of Star Wars because I think they're absurd. So yeah. I'm just really trying to enjoy it as it is. And I'm loving it so far. So Yeah. And this is the this this was the best episode out of all of it. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um yeah. Yeah, I have nothing else to you. N- nope, I don't. Well, if you enjoyed this, um, This is coming out on Saturday, so please listen, and then we'll have another episode for you on Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. and Just a regular scheduled episode. Regular. Yep. And it will most likely, well, eh, we won't won't tease what our topic will be. It'll be fine. All right. They'll see it when they see it. I was ready to tease it, but if you don't want to. Nah. It's in, 
It's in theme of the month. Surprises. Yeah. Okay. Well, if they don't figure it out from that. Yeah. <laughs> Surprises are always fun though. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. If you, if you like this episode and you want to thank us, the best way to do that is by leaving us a review on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, if they allow you to leave a review, um, or rate us, however the hell you want to do that. And if you want to give us any recommendations, as always, that you've heard millions of times by now, you can do so by DMing us on Instagram at Culture Couch Pod. Um, you can email us culturecouchpod at gmail.com. And you can add us on Twitter. Culture underscore couch. Uh, that is all. As always, we uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. 